You are listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then we talk about them. I'm Stephen, your host, and tonight I was joined by John, Chris, and Sam to play Kingsburg. Kingsburg, designed by Andrea Chiavasio and Luca Iannaco, was first published by Fantasy Flight Games in the U.S. in 2008. In 2007, it won the Luca Games Best of the Best and Best Board Game Awards, the top awards in the Italian market. In 2008, Kingsburg was nominated for two Golden Geek Awards, Best Family Board Game and the Best Board Game Art Slash Presentation. A second edition was released in 2017 by Z-Man Games. At the time of this recording, Kingsburg has a 7.2 rating with 19,000 ratings on BoardGameGeek and has a ranking of 420. It's a 2-5 player lightweight family game that should play in about 90 minutes. Thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in depth with Kingsburg. All right, so we got Kingsburg on the table. Who wants to say something about Kingsburg before we get started? Man, it has been so long since I played Kingsburg. I honestly can't remember how long it's been. So if it's been so long, what can you remember about how this game works? I remember that... So you roll the dice, and that determines which of the uh, advisors... I'm going to call them. Sure. You can select from, and they give you various resources and bonuses, and you build out your fief with the buildings. You get on the track. The better buildings are on the right. And every so often, you get attacked by hordes of enemies that you have to defend against, or they tear your stuff down. Yeah. Uh, I remember... I mean, that, that feels like the basics. I'm sure there's edge cases. I don't remember. Four, uh, four seasons. Yeah, there's four seasons, there's eight phases, so yeah. there's like a season and then like the transition, yeah. and then I, the next season, and then the transition. Yeah. I, I I like the building layout, I like that you go through that, it's like a, you know, you build up. Yeah, it's an early I tech like, tree type of game. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a tech tree, I like that. And I, I like the advisors, but I remember being very frustrated with the dice mm-hmm. element, because sometimes you just roll... Nothing garbage. but, yeah, you that's, just roll garbage. That's like, sort of what dice are for. It right. does seem like it gets stuck in a rut. Right, yeah. It, it doesn't feel, it didn't feel like there was much you could do. And I remember being very disenchanted with the game when you have three, four turns where you just roll garbage and you go, okay, well, on my turn, I'm going to do the same thing I did last turn. Yeah. There and are there are turns with certain dice rolls uh, that can essentially play themselves with almost no input from you. Yeah. Um, there is also the chance to uh, be a dick and uh, block something. Oh, yeah, there's definitely blocking that can happen, and that's one of the things about um, Kingsburg that's both interesting and kind of a pain is that um, you know it plays up to five people, and there's only 18 spots. And you say 18, but the common spots one through six get get fill, filled up real quick, and so it could be if you had a terrible roll, that you only get to put out one dice worth of your roll. So Right, and it like, might be giving you what you want. Yeah, you could you could roll like a 13, but somebody gets on the 13 before you, and now you got to break that up into two, two or three different yeah. people. And the people coming ahead of you can either... Um, you know, steal purposely, one of those. purposely yeah. steal one, or it's the only move they can make, so they have to take it. And then you can kind of get hosed. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, there's a push and a pull with that. And what you build in your fiefdom as uh, Sam's calling it can really help you mitigate because, uh, one of them gives you these, um, these 
two tokens where you can um, add them to a die or a set of dice to increase the value by two. There's another one that gives you a white die that's essentially a free die. die So you're using four dice instead of three dice. Um, And then uh, some of them allow you to trade resources for other resources. So, I mean, depending on how you build out your, your little town can kind of help you or hinder you because you may be going for military. And if you go military, then, um, not a lot of points in military. Yeah. I mean, depending on what the cards are, but yeah. Yeah. So, you you know, it's, and then all, and really building your town, like you can have a plan, like I want to build a fortress. Well, I'm not rolling enough stone, so I can't really, I can't really get to that. So, you know, you just, it kind of, so it's a game where to some extent you have to roll with the punches. You have to deal with what's given to you. And and for the most part, you can usually kind of grind your way to where you want to go, but it it never hurts to kind of follow your dice lead when, when they come up. So we mentioned in the alien frontiers episode that we recorded earlier, they're very similar games in that you're rolling dice and you're using those dice as your workers or uh, you're gathering your resources and doing things based on what you roll. And with Alien Frontiers, you know, some of the spots have um, multiple slots that you can go into so you can share with players. And then in Alien Frontiers as well, like every die roll has a purpose. So if you roll like three ones, you're not completely hosed because... Three ones is actually a pretty good spot to pretty good spot to be in. I posited that with Kingsburg, it's really about who rolls the highest number of rolls altogether. So, for instance, if you take the sum total of all the rolls that you make throughout the game, my my hypothesis is that whoever rolls the highest has a really good chance of winning. Okay. So this gets a little more complicated because if you pick up a white die, suddenly you're going to roll better than any, everybody who's rolling three dice is going to not, is going to be harder pressed to roll higher than you. If you're rolling mm-hmm. four somehow, when I so, get the white die, I don't find it difficult to be down with everybody else. It's I, like, I remember it basically being a D three. Okay. So <laughs> here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to record our dice rolls to see how things turn out. Do you want to include the white dice or do you want to not include the white dice? I mean, they, I feel like we should. You're rolling you have dice. to. You have yeah. To. Well, right. you there know. goes. That's going to show get, that that person if, rolled that much if, more. If you feel that it would be valuable to so how do you get the, white the results dice? of the white die? Uh, uh, I think you build a farm. Yeah, the farm. You can build a farm, but there's also, if you look at the uh, first season, just before we go in, into the first season, the person that has the least amount of structures gets the white die it's for one die. roll. And oh, okay. Then the unique thing with the white die is it does have to be combined with another colored die. You can't just set it somewhere on its own. Right. Because there is going to be the opportunity for several several of us to have an extra white die, sometimes yeah. two. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to, like, ruin the game by suggesting we do that. It's just going to be a fun experiment. And then the next time we play, we're not going to track it. I just kind of want to see how, if that works out that way. But... Um, you know, going back and thinking about all the times that we've played this, um, you know, I really enjoy, I really do enjoy Kingsburg. Um, I do recall it being one of the first games, one of the first more complicated games that we would play as a group or, or when I joined the group, you guys probably have played all kinds of things before that, but, uh, this one always stood out to me and I always, I've always enjoyed this one. So I'm excited to, to get rolling with it. 
I think part of it is the board. It's very pleasing, very easy to understand. There's, there's, once you learn what the symbols mean, it's very clear. It's, there's not this, what does that do over there or anything like that. Like each number all the way through 18, you understand what they are. You understand the combat. It makes it a very, it's a beautiful game. And it's very easy to understand. I can, I'm looking at the game upside down, and I can understand what each number gives me. There's not a lot of confusion. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and play Kingsburg, and we'll let you know what we thought when we get done. Kingsburg, it's done. I was Ooh. wrong. That was grueling. Which part was oh keeping nope, keeping nope. track? I, I, actually, I kept track of the dice rolls. That may have been the most grueling part of playing this game. This I is mean, a soft kind of you know run through the roses kind of game. It's 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 light. It's nice, but um, um unless you think too much about your dice placement. Yeah, it is, this is a solid family weight game. Yes, it is. So it's real light, and I mean, there's decisions to be made, but there's no like direct conflict or. And even the conflict that's in the game that comes from the cards is pretty tame. It's not terribly engaging. Well, it's not engaging for you because you're awful at it. You disengaged with it. I think that's that's your fault. My um, guess. And, and it's not your kind of game. It, it doesn't have 13 things that are all interdependent upon each other that need to be built up in such an order. And, and, and then you score seven different I mean, it's not like... That. But I've, I've enjoyed light games. I don't know. what This game just didn't, has never clicked for me. How many times have you played it? Um, we played it a fair number of times uh, like back in, when we were meeting upstairs. So yeah. probably four or five. I'm gonna okay. say five. Yeah, a number. Yeah, I mean, I know I played it a lot more than that because we played it a lot with different yeah. groups. And yeah, we played it. Pro- this was one that came out a lot when we did our our Delaware Gameathon. Yeah, probably more than I could count on one hand. Yeah, and I know this is also one of those games where we have two. Well. I say we have two copies in the group. The the gentleman that has the other copy is kind of moved on and is no longer a part of the group. Um, but yeah, we've got the copy we need. I mean, even so at the, at the time, we had two copies running around, so that kind of gives you an idea of at the time um, how this was getting a lot of play because we needed two copies in yeah. circulation. And I think there was one time one room was playing it and the other room was playing it. Mm-hmm. He did have the one that had he had the expansion, mm-hmm. which added a couple different variations allowed you to go a little different way from other people yeah some of the ex- so the expansion is actually just a bunch of modules that you tack on uh, it doesn't change any of the core rules it doesn't change um, any of the the board or the the play really um, we only I think there's three modules we've only ever played with two I think no, there's four modules so the expansion has four modules the one is the um, the Governors, if I recall, is a card that you get that's some kind of magistrate that you are that gives you some kind of bonus. I've um, never seen that. But I have, we, I have never played we with played any of the expansions. Time, and I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Yeah, the only thing that I remember is it added a new... So, you have the four zones that you can build in. It You covered one of the zones. Five zones. Five um, zones. So, yeah, yes. you got the... The village board. It's been a while since I played. Um, you got the village board, like inserts or cover ups, so that you could have a slightly different village than the players next to you. And then you had the military chips 
that instead of rolling dice, you could use the chips to right. augment your military, and then you get points at the end of the game for if you keep them. If you keep them, yeah. if you don't use them, and then I feel like one of them was an event deck, but. That I do not recall, but yeah, yeah there was there were two or three pieces in that expansion. I remember thinking the one the one where you where you replaced one of your 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 tech lines on your board. I thought that one was kind of interesting. The other two, I remember thinking kind of the, the military sort of the kind of, of took game. a lot out of it, where you could choose what your uh... well, right? Because I'll be honest with you, the reason I think this game, and, I, and I'm not a big fan of worker placement, so th- there's part of this game where I'm sitting there grinding, like okay, so I got to figure out all my combinations, which is the least worst of them. That stuff doesn't excite me so much. But the, the, the one thing that I think gives this game some heat, first of all, the dice rolling is is nice for what you can pick because you can kind of work your angles on what people can block you on and what they can't. And you can set those aside for a moment because you get them at the end. Um, but the other thing is that kind of press your luck aspect that, you know, boy, I can build a church, which is a lot of points, but I'm going to risk it. I got to hope that the king puts enough troops in on that die roll when you're going against that that mystery army that's going to come after you. And I think that that adds a lot of heat to the game. That adds that there's enough unpredictability there that you got to decide if you want to push your luck or not. Do you want to play it safe, or do you want to go for it? And obviously, if you're behind, you're a little bit more inclined to go for it so that you can catch up. Mm-hmm. And if you're in front, you got a tougher decision to make. Do you want to stay put, or do you want to try and get out, jump out, and stay ahead of everybody else as they're trying to grab you? So I, I think that's that's always been a real fun part of the game. Is As far as I'm concerned, that's what gives the game some life. Mm-hmm. And the, those chips where you get the military, it's like, okay, so it's just one more place where you're optimizing, and at that point, I don't think it's nearly as much fun. Yeah, you're taking the randomization out and swapping it for optimization. Yeah. And, yeah, there's decisions to be made. There, There's a decision space, but it's not a very exciting decision right. space. It's one decision that you make at the end as you come to battle where yeah if you've you, got a lot of knowledge to make that decision and if you on. don't have that if you're relying on a die roll then the whole year becomes a decision space because then you have to decide do you want to exactly. build things that give you military yep. do you want to buy military units mm-hmm. or do you want to hope that the king whoever rolls for the king rolls high enough and the king gives you enough reinforcements so yeah. i do agree it's uh, i mean i i can see how having chits for that would be a not an interesting decision mm-hmm. right um but for myself i think the the die rolling isn't very interesting either mm-hmm. frankly um a lot of the time it feels like either the king rolls high enough to trivialize whatever the threat is or the king doesn't roll high enough and everybody loses yeah because um, it, it's a six-sided die and the threat ranges from two to nine mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, the it, first, it doesn't feel like an interesting chance to me. Yeah, the first three rounds can can almost be negated by just the king's roll. Well, they can't. It literally, can, yeah. Right. And so, like, the real stakes only kind of happen in year four and year five. And I know John engaged. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, unless you roll a one, unless you roll a one, yeah. yeah. Which but right, it, but that if, doesn't. If you go with the average die roll of three and a half, which you never roll once. Well, I mean, but we rolled. A, Anyway, um, I rolled a six until Chris made me re-roll it. <clears throat> Oops. Anyway, um, you engaged the designer at one point because the cards almost feel, like Sam was saying, kind of trivial because 
they're kind of on the it's, lower end of where you would expect it's, them. It's it's not too hard to be safe in battle. Mm-hmm. A little bit of effort is usually going to get you safe in battle. Right? Yeah. And I, and I, and I and and this came up in a in a forum, and I kind of, you know, asked him just directly. I said, "Hey, you know, this is kind of." ain't the toughest thing in the world and his response back was essentially yeah we we looked at that an awful lot and we decided we wanted this to be more of a family game mm-hmm. so we didn't want yeah. it's definitely not a combat game it's not something that you fear huge repercussions right now, by having your city over so if you wanted to you could just say let's add two to the number of every threat and then suddenly the game becomes a whole lot more interesting it changes everything yeah i'm i'm not sure it becomes more interesting well, frankly, it becomes more interesting I'm, in that one aspect it yeah. would completely shift your focus and the way you'd that the have game to is build played. your military sure yeah. Yeah. sure and i'm you'd just have to pick I'm, the spaces on the board so you're giving up the opportunity to build bigger buildings because you're using up spaces getting that arm that short-term army for the one year and, mm. and, and you now, definitely want to be able to look at what is coming does yeah. not hurt to I'm, be able to I'm just saying it. I don't think frankly I, I don't think that the military aspect is terribly engaging even if it is more threatening yeah I mean I just I, I don't think that there's much yeah. bite design wise there I don't think that that's the point we're trying to make I'm just I think the point is that it would by increasing that threat, it actually would shift the whole focus of the game. And it might, I mean, if you're pigeonholed and having to build like the first three military buildings, the game suddenly becomes less fun because, you know, those decisions are kind of made for you. You can, with the way the game is now, you can almost ignore that one military row because it gives you like, I think three or four total military Gives you three, and you could yeah. still do okay. Like the, you could buy like a couple of reinforcements, and the king could roll a five or a six, and and you skate, and you yeah, skate. You're fine. So issue. you know, if you increase that, then you, I mean, you're essentially pigeonholing people into building those right even more. I mean, that last round um, where I didn't lose, I tied, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I didn't have any options there. Right, mm-hmm. because all of the military spaces that were within my reach were selected before it got to my turn in the fall. In the fall, so you're was, right. I could have chosen them earlier. Yeah, and, um, and 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 I chose the building that allowed me to get one extra military whenever I did a military action. So for for you know, I saw that and went after that as well. Yeah, and, and, couple, I, and I don't think that you need to do it too. I think just raising it by one because you think about how many times we tied on. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, just by one just gives you that. Ooh, even if the king rolls a six, I still got to have a two or a three military. Right, and with that in place, and a co- and and I was plus three for a lot of the the fights. That I, there were times when it's like, okay, so I get it automatically because even if he rolls a one, I've got I'm gonna tie. Yeah, and and I'm, and I'm not. In a, to me, it's not the number, it's not the strength threshold that needed to be adjusted. It was the risk and the reward that needed to be adjusted. So, for instance, so for instance, that last. Uh, year five card Mm -hmm. if you lost you lost eight victory points and if you won you only gained one yeah so it almost feels too granular yeah i mean for that particular one well for some of the other them too there's there's no you you are too granular so well there's only three outcomes right you Mm -hmm. tie in which case you get nothing you lose you get the penalty or you win and you get one point generally sometimes you don't even get a point Mm -hmm. It, it feels like what would you could make it more interesting by having it be 
a range of things, right? If mm-hmm. you're within one point of it, then you get a minor negative so you, effect oh, so or you'd minor like positive. Granular. You'd like more, more you're, possible yes, outcomes. Yes, sorry. Granular is the wrong word there. It, okay. it feels too... Um, it's very binary, right? Mm-hmm. You either lose, in which case the terrible thing happens to you, or the not so terrible thing, or you win and you get like a, a point. Have fun. Yeah, and, and there's 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 enough variability in the out. The, the real variability is in the penalties. I mean, some of the penalties are you, know, you lose your best building. That, that well, hurts. frankly, frankly, that minus eight points one is nasty. I think the best yeah. building gives you nine points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So losing eight points is it's bad. You're losing your best building for and, all and, intents and purposes. Yeah, and you can't. I mean, it was the last round, so it didn't matter. But if there had been another round, those are eight points you can't regain by building the building thing again. Building a new building because yeah, yeah. you're not going to get it done that quick because they're they're so expensive. Yeah. So no, well, I, I I agree. I think I think the rewards and punishments are severe enough that you need to. It keeps you honest. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think at times it's it's a little soft. Now it's funny. Shortly after I had that conversation with him, we played a game where every single card draw was the worst possible they were all at the top end of the, of and the I, strength i th- think and i remember having that discussion the last time i played this was that if you draw like the the low value cards for the threats it, it, they it don't matter. matter they don't matter at all but, the, but with but when we pulled all high and i remember at one point chris and i got to look at the card towards the end and we're like holy crap it's the worst one again and we're kind of looking at each other and the other two players were like Oh, you guys are punking us. That's yeah, wow, true. who knew there were dragons? Yeah, that's right. You, you guys, you, you're just working us. And we're like, no, it's really that bad. And it was like after the second it. turn, we had both put on the double military yes. and the single military were yeah. gone. We had built up our palisades. And they thought and they thought we were, were teasing them, and, and, and it did not work out very well. But but some, on occasion, the cards can turn that way and, and be pretty rough. But I'd, I'd, like to see that, I'd like to see those be a little bit rougher at the end. So. This is an interesting game where I don't think I've ever played it with four people where every single person took the market and the inn. Usually somebody yeah. will go different routes. So every one of us had the ability to go up or down with one of our advisors. Yeah, I kind of had to do that because I was rolling these very middling dice. And it was very interesting as well. It was like, how many times did 17 and 18 get taken? We got a bunch of 17s. But I mean, did people, I mean, maybe three times took actual 17 advisor? You know... It if you're really get 17, you get, you get a lot of options. Yeah. 17 gives you victory points, which is always nice. And, you know, it's gives you three victory points, and we had 10 between us total, so that's not a bad pull. But um, if, if, you, if you're sitting on two sixes and a five, you've, you've got other options as well. So, so you either split them up and, and, get a, and get a couple of bites at the apple, two nice big numbers, or you, or, or you go after the one big one. Yeah, and if you have the modifiers, you... Two sixes and a five that gives you you can split them up and you have an additional five pips to kind of yeah. go around. Yeah, because yeah. you can put a two with both Especially of those. Especially if you have plus twos and, and if you, and you can, yeah. if you have an extra die, well, if you roll really and, well, you can get two things in the you know yeah. up and, around ten, and that's yeah. great. And right below her is the wizard who gives you four gold. And I ended up going 17 and backing it off one so that I could get four gold because I was working on that top row to pick up the victory points, mm-hmm. and it's all gold. All gold. So that, that more or less paid for two steps on that line just with, with that one pull. Yeah. I found later on in the game I was having a hard time finding wood. Yeah, because there no, there's no way to get two wood except for the wild cards. There's... Uh, two and out. three, you can get three stone, you can get four gold, but you couldn't get two wood. Yeah, so yeah. if you're trying to backfill something small, you're kind of 
Yeah, I gambled on that a couple times that I would be able to get wood with the trading, mm-hmm. and everybody had the market. So if you had a four, three, four, five, or a six, you yeah. could basically with your plus get two in you get into to where that is. And it was just yeah, there was a lot of competition for that spot. Yeah. I do like the the board with the buildings on it. I think that's fun. Um, I wish it was different. Like I, I, I wish it was different. The exact same that's, thing. There's a lot of the. Uh, the things that I, I took in my head, I was like, oh, this will pay off later in the game. And they didn't, yeah. right? The game didn't last long enough for them to pay off. Well, it's, it's like on that one row, it's like at the end, you get a victory point after each season. Right. But you're not building that until like the end of turn four. Right. The season yeah. four. I was like, okay, four. great. You're going to get like four I mean, points, frankly, frankly, Chris, not- you won. You had, I think, a single tier three building. I had two tier three. You had two tier three buildings. Yeah. No tier four, but that was it, right? You you filled out the the back, and I think those were like your last couple buildings. The last couple were actually one and twos. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it, I stayed ahead on buildings. I was able to build right, each time. Right. I the, got that the point, point I, the point I'm making is, I built a four, and then I got blown up, and then I built a couple different threes, and I came in last. Yeah, I um, had a four and two threes. Yeah, I finished with one four and. One and two threes. Yeah. So the guy who won did not build any of the highest rank buildings. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, they're expensive. Yeah. And aside from yeah, the wizard two, tower. Yeah, they're buildings. Yeah. Aside from the wizard tower that gives you the two extra military that allows you to then not in six points and allows you to kind of focus less on the smaller military buildings. And then the cathedral, which is just nine points, you know, other than those two, the the other five tier the other tier five buildings just don't seem worth it because what was it the it's victory points one of the the, the upper right the cathedral I the think, cathedral seven points yeah. and that's a big chunk and I was looking at that but I just kind of ran out of time because I no had a I think no the church was seven the points church the, cathedral seven. Was the cathedral nine. was nine, it's nine. so yeah. there was the one military building that essentially said if you win a victory against the monsters in winter. You get an additional victory, victory point, yeah. but it was only four base. Right, it was four so base. So if you and build it, you built it, and it's going to take you a while to build it. You might get two, so maybe three if you, uses out of it. You that. build it as soon as you physically can. It's the fourth building, so you're not building it until spring of the second year, mm-hmm. which means you can get four more points. So yeah, I, so to, in a perfect situation, you get eight points out of it. Yeah. But plus uh, you have to, some you're going to have to roll Benny's, the yeah. maximum oh, amount yeah, of resources no, that would be and, and give up on building other things. Yeah, yeah. that would be what you built. Yeah. And so um, that, that's, I mean, that's sort of the nature of the game is that there's, there's, some, there's this fair amount of this game that I, I know some people like to build out one row very quickly and everybody sort of has a favorite row that they like. But there's, there's something to be said for kind of building out evenly so that you get the one row is giving you a lot of victory points. Well, now that, allowing you to adjust your dice. Well, now that, so now that we're forward. talking about it, the bottom right one was like a town hall or something. No, I forget what it was. But it was worth three points, and I think you got an extra point at the end of every... Pro- at, the end of every pro- at the end of every productive season. At the end of every productive season, which could be a lot of points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to build, build it up it early there. enough. You got to build yeah. it up there, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're not building it by like round three, you're probably better off building the the cathedral. Yeah. yeah, the crazy one is the one that gives you a victory point for every resource and 
two plus two token. That's the cathedral, right? No, that's oh. the town hall. That's the town. It hall. lets you once every productive season you no, no, can no, no, no. spend this something. Is the end game. The end game. At the end of the game, the, ca- the cathedral. The cathedral. The cathedral. It was yeah. one point for every two resources. Yeah. Yeah. And the town hall was the one that you could turn in either yeah. a plus two or and a I, stone I, or a. And I made some points off of that. I did as well. I made some points off of that. At the end of the game, I knew what I needed, and I think I got three extra points in the last on the on the last year. All right, so I pulled the card out. The embassy is the bottom right. Um, That one gives you it's worth four points, and at the end of each productive season, you gain. At the end of each productive season, you gain one victory point. So, if you build that one out quickly you could potentially get another six points if a lot you of points get it out by the end of two but you're losing the ability to defend yourself yeah because right. that track has no it has plus one against goblins plus one against goblins which i think i've i don't remember that ever being relevant i mean we no, we didn't have goblins we had goblins the first round no we no we didn't the first zombies. zombies the first yeah. round yeah. you know the, I, the I crane mean, on I that mean, row was nice I mean, the crane was nice right and that's what i'm saying to a certain extent you have to build evenly for the first one or two just because you want that crane you want that i mean you you want the end you want the, want the, end, you want the market yeah so that those allow you to, to those give you the versatility later in the game to get the spots that other people are getting and 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 once you guys started getting all those white dice a lot more could get filled up because you, you, you were getting two and three placements each turn instead of one and two. And, and I, I, never got, I never got white dice the entire time, and I, I don't think I did badly in spite of that. I think I was, I was getting other things, um, but I wasn't getting it from having the least number of buildings, and I never built out to whatever, what is it, the, the farm that gets it for you. And yeah. I, and I, I kept looking at it. I was kind of building in that direction, but it never came. Farm gives you it. two points, but then you also lose one point in battle. So it's kind of like Yeah, that, so. and I, I built the farm. I built it right away because I looked at it. I was like, well, this lets me take do more things. More dice. And I don't think it was worth it. No. Well, and, 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 and I'll tell you, what we did is we wrote down all our rolls this time, and, and I'm the guy who never had a white die even once. And I had 166 total pips. That's rolling my three red dice for every season. The highest was 194. So that's 28 more. And there's 193. So that was Sam, you had the highest with 194. Steven, you were 193. Chris, you were third with 173, and I was 166. So our game was very close, and our die rolls, including those white dice, which you had won forever, and yeah, I had, you had two I had one with the farm, and then I had the two one. I had two for three years running because I had the least amount of buildings. Right. Yeah. So, so you had a pile of dice, and you ended up with um, um, less than 30 more than me, who was rolling three all the time. Yeah, but I also had a 21 and a 22. You also had a... I also had a four. A four. But, yeah. That's yeah. when you wish you had the chapel. Yes, right. Yeah. Right, and, and, and I was always rolling eights. And and the other thing, you know, you talk about rolling low numbers. It's not just rolling low numbers. If you roll a six and two threes, that's actually a fairly solid roll, but you have zero options because it's a six and two threes. Yeah, and that's why you have to six, build, That's why you have to build the things six, that allow you to get the ability to move one move spot one to the up left or down, or right, yeah. and the plus two. Right, I mean, that's, that's why I think most of us beelined for that, just because it opens up so much... Of mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, and, and of the and board for you to what, choose from. Like I, mean, I the, said, when you get the those flexibility sorts of roles, is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the flexibility is actually like 
the flexibility is definitely one of the most powerful. Like, right. I I, I think I might even go so far as to say if you didn't go for that as soon as possible, you were doing something wrong. Yeah. It's uh, well, and the end also. The end's good too, right? You, the end's good too. You get you get a plus, you get a free plus two token. At the end of the summer round, right? I mean, I think and we all built we the all end, the, the end. first we all had first the build phase. Yeah. No, what? No, I, I built Palisade first build phase. Yeah. Okay, so the three of, of us. But the yeah, end of the first year, we all had the end. In the by the end of though. summer, by the end of summer, had. you had an end. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I like I to get to the merchants guild because you were getting that free gold every time. Yeah, for for a bit, and then it blew up. Oh yeah, sorry. Because Chris made us re-roll from a six to a four. I just didn't want to change the way that we were doing. Something it. about the rules. Yeah, know. you know, rules—they're kind of important, right? I, I saw, I saw his eyes light up when he was like, "No, we got to re-roll that six. <laughs> if Stephen had rolled a one, you would have said the same thing. If it had been the other way around, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Boy, I sure would have. Yeah, <laughs> I would have worked that for sure. <laughs> so, 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 all in all. I think we all enjoy the game. Sam, it sounds like maybe you you don't enjoy it quite as much as... He's a little medium on it. I I have actively avoided playing this game. So in all the times that you've played it, have you ever enjoyed a game of it, of Kingsburg? (sighs) Maybe the first playthrough? I think think my, my complaint with this game is that it... You don't really... I don't really feel like there's a lot of growth as you play the game. Okay. Like you, you put the you build things and maybe you pick up a die and and so on, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of growth. It just feels like you roll the dice and you make your actions and you do the same thing fifteen times, and then it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty channeled. I'll give and, you that. And and you don't grow beyond that. You don't develop in a specific direction. You just do the same little mini game 15 times and and then you see who wins. Yeah, and if you if you see people on the internet they'll all talk about what the what the optimal way to win is. This these are the buildings you buy and this is the order you do it yeah. in and things and, like and, that. and frankly, if I were more engaged with the game, so I think that change? would be my next complaint. But so so you're king for a day. What do you change? If I were king for a day, um frankly so I I like the core mechanic of you roll the dice and you place them on the advisors and you're competing for spaces. I think that's fun. I like the you build things and you know they have different resource costs and you build up in a line like a tech tree. That's fine. I enjoy that. Uh, frankly, I think I what's coming to mind now is mosaic, where you mm-hmm. have different kinds of production. Right, so I I think I would generalize it rather than just being you get the same thing for the same role the entirety of the game. I'd find some way to diversify that, yeah. and and frankly for military, which I don't find engaging at all, I think it'd be interesting if you had um, kind of like a bidding system where it's not we're all individually fighting off the zombie hordes. It's the zombie hordes are attacking the kingdom. How much do you want to invest in the defense? Mm-hmm. There's there's points to be earned there if you invest the most, but I think I'd probably have it so there's not really anything to be gained if you're not investing the most. Mm-hmm. But if collectively we don't invest enough, then bad things happen. Okay. I think that would be more interesting because heard, then, then I'm gambling I've heard like of games oh. that do things like that. I can't recall what they are, but it's always seemed to be an interesting concept. Yeah. Like hmm. you It is like right you on have, the tip of my tongue. There's that one where you know, it's kind of, do I, oh, it's the one with the dice and the chips. It's like 
kill Dr. Lucky. Yeah, kill Dr. Lucky, where <laughs> you, you can essentially snooker the last person in the loop. You have got to place your six chips that you just hard right and, and, and to make and, sure that the guy next that, to you doesn't that, win and that rule is very problematic in kill dr lucky because the way the at least in the most recent version the way the rules are written the last person is just stuck they there's no negotiation there's no way for them to play some brinkmanship and say well maybe i won't put that much down it's like no according to the rules you are stuck whether you like it or not and and that sort of falls apart but there's i i don't doubt you can find a way to make that work is everybody can bid a number of armies and whoever bids the most somehow gets a reward and whoever bids the least somehow gets a penalty whether you win or lose and it could just vary depending on how you well i I think i think the catch more interesting i think the catch there would be you if you bid the least you don't get a penalty Unless, oh, no, unless, no, no, King's pissed off. If you no, don't show up with your troops, why, I, I think the penalty slacker, there is you don't get a bonus. It's the lazy car. I, I, I think the penalty there is that if you don't, yeah, maybe, I think the penalty there maybe, is if collectively you lose, the penalty is harsher depending on well, I, how many I, troops you commit. I, I agree with that. If you, if, if I as think a that's group, the penalty you, is if as a group you don't bring up enough troops and everybody gets hurt. But if, if you show up with the least, uh, King's not going to be pleased with that. You were supposed to show up with as much uh, as everybody else. Sure, what, are you, are you in the kingdom in the swampy land where you can't raise as many Okay. Troops? Okay. Sure. And if we're interested in like accurately modding a few, accurately uh, modeling a feudal relationship, sure. But that's not what the game's about. <laughs> I'm sure the king's just going to be happy that we won. Right. You know, this is or really pissed off that we this, lost. All right. This is. <laughs> and, and so and, if you if you bid the highest and you win, the highest person gets the best. And if you if you lose, lose and you then the, sent the least then, then the you're going to get person. hit the hardest yeah. yeah that would be sort that would be sort of interesting if there were four penalties and the penalties were based on whether you sent the most middle or least yeah I, I think that would be more interesting okay yeah, that could it's be just more interesting the yeah so is it secret bidding or oh yeah oh, oh yeah okay. oh totally just, just yeah. checking totally Fist secret bidding in. yeah, yeah. Fists yeah. In. Fists in. i just i think that's I mean, that's the military, right? My core complaint with this game is that it feels like you do the same thing you do. 15 you, times. You, you and I, nothing, I do that. Nothing changes, and I really like my games to change. I mean, we talked about this before with, I think, Arc Nova, mm. and where it's like you, it's nice to look at the board game at the end and be like, all right, this is what changed for me over the course of the game. Yeah, I don't think that was Arc Nova because uh, uh, wasn't? You, you have a green blob at the end. Oh, right, right. With, with no personality. But it's it, <laughs> Well, again, here, I don't feel like there's any personality. Yeah, yeah, I think the big thing that would change that is this almost like this tech tree that we're building. If you had it to where the first thing you build and then that's where your town is focused on or something like that. Just that, something that, variability yeah, that would that change might be it up more so interesting. we're all not working on the exact same thing. So I agree. This, was, this was designed in 2007. And the whole idea of variable player, variable player setups and, uh, you know, chasing that dream of everyone can go in a completely different direction. And it, that just wasn't like, that just wasn't in vogue yet. Yeah, the asymmetric play the asymmetric was not play, as exciting. I think with the expansion, when you start throwing down the alternate rows, I think that solves that problem. That mixes some of that up. Yeah. Yeah, because you have an individually unique row that only you have access to or a combination of rows that only you have access to. Yeah. And I can't recall, do you get to 
choose what covers it up or do you have to match them up and cover i don't recall i don't recall either but yeah. either but, yeah, way that, i mean that's 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 an interesting observation just on the industry as a whole is back when this game was coming out it was more a a a, a battle of wits and therefore everything had to be identical so that you could say you had won fairly and beaten your other players which right of course, and in a game like kingsburg doesn't make any sense because you're all rolling dice and you could just roll bony dice and that's your toast yeah. and, and that's fine but, I'm, I'm not sure asymmetrical is, is necessarily but, the way to go but here nowadays i just think they're not has, interesting that has changed nowadays everybody is dying for asymmetric i mean get games like like root are like you know no matter what everybody has to be completely different i mean and, everyone's and playing somehow. a different game in root yes and 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 th- nobody was touching on that stuff just 15 years ago not only were they not not designing that way. I mean, there's a few exceptions, but it, it, I don't think it would have been culturally acceptable. I think people were, I mean, mm. like, if, why I mean, this would is you a, do that? This is a, this was designed to be a family game. As such, you're going to be playing with younger members of the family and they need to be kind of on the same page. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, you know, well, like it, I was certainly easier because yeah. part of the challenge with getting into root is everybody's got a different set of rule sets. They have to learn every time you switch factions, you have to learn new rules. Whereas this, everybody can help each other and check each other on the rules because you're all playing the exact same game. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like what I was saying about mosaic. Like you want a rule set, at least in a family game where all the rules are presented to to you at the beginning or at the same time and everyone at the table can absorb most of if not all of the rules because you don't want the you don't want the rules to be the emergent gameplay you want the strategy and the tactics to be the emergent gameplay because in a game like this if it's a family game you really want you know little johnny on the other side of the table to have the to not ha- be a disadvantaged because he doesn't understand all the rules right. that and, you and, understand and and he's able to ask and get an answer quickly because everybody at the table understands the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it is supposed to be simple. I think that's kind of your hang-up is you think it's a simple game. It is a simple game. It is. Game. I mean, I, I guess that is what what it boils down to, right? I and think honestly, that it's just not terribly interesting to play. Yeah, and honestly, when we pulled it out, I sat here and I thought about it. I was like, Chris does not have the expansion. And without those additional rows... I wasn't sure that I was going to enjoy this as much as I normally do because I really feel like that aspect, especially with the way nice flavor, especially with what you expect in a game in 2022, like you need that little bit of variability. You need that little bit of this is mine and this is different than you. Yeah. I think it was you couldn't find the expansions. I think I looked for them. You could not find Kingsburg for the longest time. The other copy our group had of this game was Essentially, he had to build his own because he could not find a copy for Love or Money. Oh, uh, no, I'm talking about Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Went had Wayne well. had based. Oh, so that's three copies. That yeah. Were so we had, we had the original. Well, a copy copy. We had the original yes, Kyle right. copy. And Kyle somehow got the base game and the expansion, expansion. set. Uh, Wayne, on the other hand, because this game was out of print for such a long time, he just. He, he made he, one. He, he, he P&P'd it. Like yep. he got yep. all the files, he printed it off, and that's what we played on. Because, I mean, we can debate the merits and the the ethics of that all day, but if it's not available, it's not available. It's not available. Yeah. It's, just just to be clear, we do have a purchase copy. This is a purchase copy. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't fault him at all for that because 
I, I think at that point there was enough of a demand for it that Fantasy Flight needed to reprint it, and eventually they did. It's a second edition. I don't yes, know. Yes, now the new version is out. I don't know if that includes the expansion or not. I don't know what's different about it. Uh, I know there are download differences. Download a car. What? <laughs> you mentioned like, oh, is it is it ethical to download the files and and Tangent. print them your own? Like, it's, sure, it's, whatever. It's, it's no more ethical to download a car. Right. It's it's <laughs> no more unethical than downloading a car. Yeah, but you can't. You don't have the materials to build a car. Yeah, and I don't think you'd necessarily mm-hmm. download and, and a car. You can just go next door you, and grab somebody's car. It cost you a couple hundred thousand no, 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 no. dollars to the, build your own car. Uh, okay, but that's the argument, right? Is it, is it ethical to download something and then build it yourself? The The ethics of it is whether or not you're, you're taking money from the people that it rightfully should be going to. And in this case, because there was no product available... Had it been been readily available and he just didn't want to pay the sixty dollars for it, that would be another story. I, I do problem. believe sure. that he did tell me that he had bought a newer uh, version cares, of it. But I, I, out of print's a whole other story. I, I just I think I think it's very interesting that that a game that that was in the heart of the market in the mid two thousands. Um, I don't think this game would be as well received now because it is so dependably similar between all the players where in, where in the past i think that was almost a given almost a requirement for a for a commercial product nowadays everybody is looking for that asymmetry they want to play it they want to play a new game every time they play and that's every player gets some special rule or some special faction where mm-hmm. they're doing their own well thing. i think i think the the crux of the issue here isn't necessarily that you start in the same place as everybody else it's that you almost you, end, in the, same you place. end in the same place as everybody else yeah there's there's, limited there's no divergence at all there's really. a little divergence all right but so there's like I mean, teeny, but teeny, very, tiny. Yeah, I get it. Like when you look at the when you look at the little village board here, I mean, to not take the in in the market, you're severely hampering yourself. You have to be trying, basically. And you know, you can argue about the farms if you want. You can do with or without it, whatever. I mean, both Sam and I had it, and Sam was in last place, and I was in second place. So, but fun, you I can f- argue the merit there. But I mean, everyone. It, we all took the we all took the end. We all took the market, and then we all pretty much took the guard tower. So those three were automatically, and and, and that's fine. And yeah. and and but the the point is is that whole optimal play. I mean, chess is the same every single time, and people play it thousands of times. And, yeah, but you don't have to roll dice in well, chess. But, but that's, no, that's an important that's set, an important point. Set, setting that aside, the, the I think what I'm saying is is back then. That was okay to have a game that was very, very similar every single time you played mm-hmm. it, and you scored a couple of extra points this time because you worked this one particular angle. I don't think people are looking for that in games anymore. And 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 and, and the dice is whether you whether you like that level of luck or not. And and there's certainly a whole lot of merit to the argument that you're making that that that's not something that you find particularly interesting. I'm just I'm just surprised that the market has changed that much. I, I honestly think there's a big difference. I think if all of us kind of magically went back in time to 2000. Five, we'd be kind of drumming our fingers and going, seriously, these days games all kind of look alike. I mean, they're all doing about the same thing, and they're all brown for some reason. Why? Why aren't you guys spicing this up? And nowadays, you you, you know, you get games like Gloomhaven and 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 Root and these other games that are that are very different and have a very different play every time you sit down to them. And I think back then people were like, no, I want to grind this out. I want to play Race for the Galaxy 
30 times this weekend so that I can really figure out just the right way to do that. And I, I just don't think that's what the market is looking for in games anymore. Right. And I'll be curious in you know, 10 years from now, if somebody listens to this, they may go, oh, you're crazy. Stuff that was put out in 2022, I mean, that stuff was terrible. It was all crazy and, and, and it was unstructured. And who knows? They may have a completely different 30 page rule books works. with yes. 20 page appendixes and a and 10 page it, FAQ. Yeah, yeah, and you just don't know. And, and you can argue that people have been more innovative but i think i think it's more like fashion where it's it's more what is in the style of what people are looking for and what people want to talk about when Mm -hmm. they're on the internet talking about this kind of thing well i mean you 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 see that very apparently with deck builders i mean dominion came out and you know it was absolutely revolutionary because nothing like it had ever come before you can argue starcraft but the Dominion put it front and center and in your face. Yeah, and with StarCraft, you know, you, you are building a small deck, but like the having the market and actually building your deck and just doing... I mean, how long did it take for Thunderstone, Ascension, yes. Legendary, like... Dozens Core Worlds, out. and then yeah. the hundreds of, hundreds of uh, deck builders that have come since. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. You get one thing, we get hyper-focused on it, and the publishers know that. And they got to get their piece that's of the pie. That's the style. That's what that's what everybody wants. And so for you know, I think deck builders are just now kind of fading out. Like maybe in yeah. the last five years, even they've kind of started fading away. They'll yep. find their way back. They'll find their way back. But you know, the ones that the ones that are are good and have been going for a long time, like Dominion, like uh, you know, Star Realms, Hero Realms, all the Realms games. Um, what is it? Legendary still kind of going. So Thunderstone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about Thunderstone. Can I you ask know, a question about StarCraft? Go ahead. Is that the one with the three factions? The humans? Yep. The, yes. Mm-hmm. That's a deck builder? There's a small deck building component inside of it, and that's generally considered the first instance of somebody doing deck building, where, where what your weapons are, you can purchase new weapons and put them into your deck so that when you get into a battle, you draw your cards. I got it. Now and I suddenly you have these added weapons. I don't, into I don't think system. I've ever gotten a play-in of StarCraft. Hmm. No, that's that's um that's a that's a big bite. That's not going to be a Monday night, but maybe we'll find yeah. a, a weekend day or a, or a holiday and and we'll go after StarCraft. Yeah. Now play up to six. We yes. have that right. We do have that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We should. Do, We've totally played it do. a couple times. I know you guys played it. Uh, Bought that for forty dollars in Delaware at some point, but I wasn't mm-hmm. able to join in for some reason. Yeah. Um, we're getting sidetracked, so that means that we are probably exhausting all the conversation that we have for Kingsburg. So let's wrap this up and tie it in a nice little bow. John. Sir. If you were going to rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, using the Board Game Geek scale, because, you know, everyone uses it, and I think it's... It's perfect. I'm going to say it's a gold standard, but it's kind of like a bronze standard. It just happens to be the one that we use. Mm -hmm. So, John, where would you put Kingsburg on the 1 to 10? Earlier, I had this rated a 7. I think now, a 7. All right. Chris. You know, I, I like Kingsburg. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that I won. Um, but, you know, I think about all the other games and what it's going up against. So I'd have to give it a barely a seven. Okay. Sam. Uh, Despite I'd, how much you dislike it. I, I mean, don't like to, Kingsburg. You have to remember that one game that you played that you really liked. And, I mean, and besides what you, what you, what you like or don't like, you got to – you got to take into account the whole package. 
Uh, so taking into account the whole package. There there are bits of design here that I like, and I could see this being good as like an introductory for someone to be like, look at mm-hmm. how cool games could be. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I got to give it like uh, maybe a, a, a barely a seven. Like Okay. I mean, like, so it's up in the seven. Like right? rounding up. Okay. Like it's, mm, it's I mean, yeah, begrudging. So this, this, you know, you, you make a good point. This is a good, like, stepping stone game. Like you've played Ticket to Ride a few times, and you want to make the next step, and you want to try something a little more thematic, something that's not trains or building a, you know, a French city in a field with a river running through it. I could see pulling this out and showing it to somebody after. You know, somebody early in their gaming career. Yeah. It just, it it looks complex, then you play it and discover that it isn't. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I, I think if you're just starting out, you're not going to have the perspective to see that it's hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think Stephen hit the nail on the head with, you give this to somebody that they've been playing, you know, card games and, you know, Carcassonne, Settlers of Catan. You give this to them, they think it's the greatest thing on the face of the earth, like we did back then. Mm-hmm. And but then you introduce them to some more elaborate some games examples. that have some depth. If you're them. gamers that play Eclipse or Root or Ark Nova, even the fashions have changed. Yeah, yeah. this is a good um, uh, gateway. I, I, game. It's shallow now. I think it was shallow then too. Oh, I think it is shallow. I mean, nothing has changed about the depth. Yeah, but it's a it's a gateway board game. Yeah. All right, so. All right. So your grade, Steven? So I'm giving it a seven. It's you know it's a solid game. It's been a solid game for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I didn't regret playing. I regretted that the expansion wasn't available because I really feel like that's Chris's fault. A couple, you know, as I said, there's four or five modules. I, I like you... the module model of expansions because you can add just a little at a time. The pieces you like, too. and the pieces yeah. that you like. It's not like when you say. Th- throw all the expansions to race for the galaxy together. You've got this massive deck that just makes no sense and isn't cohesive at all. Not that most people throw all four expansions together, but with the Kingsburg and the modules, you know, you can play with, you can play with the shields and say, you know what? I don't like these. And you can just leave those in the box, but then you can play with the alternate um, village uh, tiles and, you know, those are fun. So next time we play, we'll, we'll give those a shot again. Uh, you know, Alhambra is the same way. Like you get the Alhambra big box and you've got 12 different expansion modules. Yeah. And no you change can, for you. <laughs> right. you, can, you can throw one or two in at a time and, you know, kind of play around with it and figure out what your favorite mode is. And so... You know, I was I was a little disappointed when we didn't have that, but that's that's because of Chris. It is Chris's fault, yes. But in the end, I did enjoy the game. Uh, and you know, it's it's like we said with Acquire, it's like we said with Biblios. Like sometimes you need a game that you don't have to like be hyper vigilant and just overthink everything. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you need a game that, while it has decisions, they're not the most difficult decisions. Like you don't have to. Think in a branching logic tree that's seven steps to figure out what your next move is going to be. You look at your dice and you say, there's a place I can go and it looks like it's going to be beneficial to me. But then what's even the point? 
Well, well, the point is sometimes sometimes the game doesn't need to be the center of attention. Sometimes sure. you're sitting down to really play something and and really get that burn. And other times you just want to be with your buds and you want two fingers of whiskey sitting in a glass next to you. And you want to be able to play. In a game like this, you can either play with your kids or or you can play with guys like us where you can pull a beer out or do whatever you like and, and you know, talk about the important issues of the day while you're playing it. I, I guess. I, just, I enjoy hanging out with you sometimes guys. Sometimes it's nice I to do. decompress while still having a, an experience that requires you to think a little bit. Mosaic brought some stress. Mosaic didn't bring any stress for me. Oh, yes, it did. You go ahead and listen to that last podcast we did, and you can hear how tired you are. <laughs> that that was not because of Mosaic. It's though. a little bit of Mosaic. No, mm-hmm. I really wasn't. It was that a little was, bit of Mosaic. That was because work has been crazy. Kingsburg just... There's, there's. Doesn't do it for you. I know. I, I want to think about it. I want to think hard about it, and the thinking doesn't go anywhere. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so what was the point? It's not your kind of game. It's not my kind of game. I have to say, I think, um, I would try it with the expansions, but uh, failing that, I'm perfectly happy for this. Been the last time I played Kingsburg. All right. Well, that's Kingsburg. It's uh, Sam's not favorite game. <laughs> Let's take it out to the fire pit. <laughs> uh, let's not go that far yet. This isn't. Uh, this isn't. Tra- to find. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't trade pile worthy yet. So uh, that's Kingsburg. Uh, thank you for joining our conversation. And uh, anyone else got anything? Else? Uh, I'm good. All right. Awesome. See you. John, Chris, Sam, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Kingsburg. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on BoardGameGeek. We look forward to hearing from you.